This is the way. Welcome back to another episode of the Openly Nerdy Podcast. This is episode 17, and today is a very special episode. Well, I mean, as special as any other episode, but I think today is really special, I think, because it's the season two premiere of The Mandalorian. Woohoo! Woo! Uh, titled Chapter 9, The Marshal. Uh, and I'm here with my co-host, Sean. What's up, y'all? And I'm Adrian, obviously. And so, yeah, we're really excited to talk about today's episode that came out last night at midnight. So we're literally recording Friday morning. Yeah, this morning at midnight, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's there's a lot of stuff to unpack. A lot of stuff happened in this episode. And we're definitely going to talk about it in detail. Uh, just to let you know, there will be spoilers, but... Uh, we'll let you know once we start talking about it and when the spoilers hit so that you could either skip or not listen and wait until you finish watching the episode and yeah. then you can come back to us. We, we respect the timeline that everybody can watch it immediately. We understand there's stuff going on this week, so we don't want to ruin anything. Um, but we want to talk about it with something fresh and get this out there to you guys quick. Mm -hmm. um, and we're probably going to be doing periodic episodes with Mandalorian this season. I would take it uh, based on what we see. Um, I'm thinking this one, a review after half the season and then a season finale recap uh, would be kind of a fun timeline for us. But we'll see We'll see what, what else pops up on our radar. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's tons of stuff going on this week. Um, and Disney Plus news, Ozra Isaac, who you're, we all know as Poe from the Star Wars trilogy, the newest one, is apparently have been tapped to play Moon Knight in the Disney Plus series. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on. It's kind of cool to see new characters being announced and i think they're looking for a showrunner now i think they haven't quite got the showrunner but they've tapped the stars so we have an official word that moon knight is in process uh spider-man 3 is underway filming in atlanta with tom holland and zendaya both on set he arrived off the heels of filming um uncharted um so like one project to the next the kid is just really busy um he also released the first image from Uncharted online. Actually, a um, few. There's a few yeah. images from the set. Yeah, at this time, I think when I wrote the clips, I just had one. Um, as soon as I see it, I make notes or I, or I forget. Um, there's a new Supernatural Pinoy anime. Tresse. Tresse coming to Netflix. Yup. Um, not sure what that's about, but give us a little background, Adrian. I think that one was uh, thrown out there by you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's supposed <laughs> to be a supernatural anime based on a lot of like supernatural myth in the Philippines. So uh, if you're Filipino, you'll be familiar with, you know, the duende and the and the lady in white. I, and I think multiple cultures have their variation of the lady in white. But Filipinos always talk about this. Like when I know when I went back to the homeland, um, you know, my cousins would talk about, you know, be careful if you see the lady in white. <laughs> so, mm. and then all, and then the Aswang is another one. I'm getting a little cultural here, but yeah. So it feels like, uh, like a supernatural procedural. I don't know. I've only seen screenshots of it and look, the design looks really cool, but I'm excited to see, you know, once it comes out on Netflix, uh, I'm going to be cool. watching it day one. Yeah. It's a big week for Netflix. Netflix also announced a live action Assassin's Creed show coming. Yep. Uh, so Netflix is stepping up with some new content 
Um, there's a new anime that hit Netflix this week, it looks like, that I'm interested in. It's things like Blood of Zeus or Blood of the Gods or something like that. I think um, I saw that. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but I saw the, the preview for it. It looks pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah, the trailer was hovered over, so the trailer played, and I was like, because I'm rewatching Criminal Minds again right now um, for the second or third time. Um, and it popped up, and I was like, oh, okay. Let's see what this looks like. And it looks really well done, so I'm interested to to watch that, actually. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 is delayed again with a new release date for December, uh, December 10th, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's been an apology issued because once again, there's a delay. Mm-hmm. Um, rumors are there's the last delay yeah. I've heard. So, uh, get ready for December. But I mean, like, this is something pretty typical uh, with yeah. CD Projekt Red games. Like, they've really put in a lot of time to make sure that the game is perfect. Uh, I mean, granted, nothing's ever gonna be perfect perfect when it comes out but like they really make sure that the game is like nearly flawless like and the experience is unparalleled their last game that they put out was the witcher 3 and we Uh, all know that they took a lot of time uh and care to put that game out okay cool Mm -hmm. um a new video game rumored to be in development is star wars the force unleashed 3 um read this yesterday it's not confirmed it's a rumor mm. um but i sent it to a buddy of mine who's a gamer and he was really excited to see that it was floating around um i didn't play the first two so i don't know i take it from the smile on your face you did and and, and you enjoyed them uh, um, yeah and the lore in there is really cool obviously it's no longer considered canon um because it's now post disney acquisition but the storyline essentially follows the secret apprentice of Darth Vader. Oh, nice. Uh, dubbed Starkiller. And okay. if you recall, the base of uh, operations for the, the what, oh my gosh, the New Order in uh, Episode 7. I'm forgetting the name of the, of the, or, the group that basically the Resistance was fighting against. Their base was Starkiller base. Mm-hmm. if you recall right mm-hmm. so I, i'm guessing that th- that was a nod to that but who knows yeah I'm trying to find the name of the group well first order first the first, first order. order oh my yeah. gosh why am i like for why did i blank on that the first i was like order. that can't be just too simple we know that name i was like but it is those, the first those, order yeah <laughs> one of those one, one, of the, one of those brain moments we have oh my gosh or we just blank and it happens to all of us at some point. And I think it'll happen more often now that we're getting older. Oh, <laughs> uh, this happened to me since my twenties, so I don't know. You're you're way ahead of me if it's just starting. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I haven't really bad memory issues. Well that's that's cool that they're putting that there's a rumored Force Unleashed three game coming out. Yeah. Uh, you know, Star Wars has been putting out a lot of stuff, a lot of games. Like they re- they redid the pod racers this year for Switch. And they did um, Fallen Order was recent. I think they announced the second Fallen Order. Um, and then they dropped Squadrons recently. So they've been, they've been busy with, with on the gaming and Star Wars has been keeping busy, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. And this, of course, Mandalorian 2 is the only uh, show or film from Star Wars for 2021. 2020, I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, remind me, correct me if I'm wrong, but we haven't had any content. So this is like a big 
a big deal in a lot of ways to have new content again. And it might be the only show that was not delayed by COVID. <laughs> yeah. Because they finished filming, bef- they wrapped filming before, like with everything. I didn't hear of any reshoots happening after COVID. Everything was done before lockdown. Um, so they were like really early on, not delayed. We're there. October 30, like, can you come a couple months earlier? Because we're, we're dying for something new here. But yeah. it came. We waited, waited it out for months, and it is here. And it was a little longer in the episode than we got last season. We got about an extra 10 minutes of film time on this. So I wonder if that'll be just the first episode or if that's going to be a theme running through that they're starting, um, stretching it out a little longer now. Mm-hmm. Um, eight episodes again. So it's one of eight. I wish we were getting more episodes. At the same time, the eight allows for really tight storytelling, I feel like. Um, you know what I mean? They can write a really succinct story over four hours or so and tell it really well because they're not trying to fill a bunch of space with um, buffer episodes necessarily. Well, well, unless each episode is an hour long, it seems like they might be switching over to hour long episodes given that mm-hmm. this premiere episode was, for season two was an hour essentially yeah about 42 minutes of actual show and then seven minutes of um credits afterwards uh, which is about the time you get on the hour show with commercials about 42 minutes on an hour uh average it seemed more like four four minutes of credits uh, i have to look of, again most of them were like five or seven minutes in the first season of credits it was really because that was pretty that was a pretty lengthy episode and actually the pacing i think we're jumping right in now well, we're in we're into the topic yeah yeah because that was it was a short it was a short um news week yeah yeah so i guess just to let you know right now we're not doing any spoilers for the episode we will let you know once we get into our in-depth spoiler oh yeah analysis but right now we're really talking about you know the show just our general impressions of the show of this first episode yeah and what we thought and i was I had a thought and I just totally forgot. <laughs> Did you go back at all and rewatch season one at all before season two came out? Uh, I rewatched the last two episodes. Okay. Um, I did two a day, Monday through Thursday. So I watched the whole thing again. Mm-hmm. I think my fourth run through. And I have a friend that was on his sixth run through. He mm-hmm. finished again this week. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, it was, it was fun. And I still watched previously on, even though I didn't need to, cause I had just seen the uh, first season this year this week but i figured i want to see kind of with previous down they kind of hint at what they're, what lines they're continuing you know but it seemed uh, like the previously on just gave up general like this is what happened last season so it was a little bit of everything yeah a little bit of everything exactly like and that's, Moff Gideon. That's, that's been out yeah. for a year so if you guys don't know what happened last year sorry <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah basically the spoiler from last year was a recap of a little bit of everything. It did end with Moff Gideon as the season did, uh, which now has us expecting to see him again mm-hmm. um, at some point, maybe. Yeah. Because who knows? Um, but yeah. Really it, the, but really, the main focus is definitely Mando. I mean, we do know that Moff Gideon has the dark saber, but I think the main focus at this point is Mando trying to reconnect the child with his it's species kind. it's kind well, exactly. not even his species because she said to in the at the end of episode of the last episode to reunite it with its with its kind is talked about jedi and this the sorcerer group called the jedi um 
well, did I'm I'm forgetting? Did she actually? Did the armor actually refer to them by name as the Jedi, or I did she ref- so? Okay, well, I don't think she's referring to its kind as in the Jedi. I think that she's referring to its kind as in its species. Oh, because I, I, I at this point, was the Jedi, but because be at this point, like we don't really know anything about Yoda's species. No, like the don't. only two we've seen are Yoda and this the child. child. And I mean, if you also count Yaddle, who happened to be in the the council chamber room during episode one of Star Wars, um, then maybe you could consider that. But like Yaddle was never mentioned again or you never see her again. But we've seen her. So, yeah, we will. We'll give yeah. that one a count. So, but yeah, I mean, I think, I really think that we're going to find out more about Yoda's species or the child's species. We could, but when, when they're talking, the armorer is talking at the end of season one, she does discuss Jedi and she says this ancient uh, group of sorcerers that the Mandalorians fought. So he's like, I have to go give this kid to, to enemies. And she's like, well, well, the group was our enemy, but this child is not. Um, and then that will lead us into maybe, because we know this from the rumor mill already, this is not spoilers, um, that we're going to get a look at Ahsoka Tano, possibly. Um, so if he is looking for the Jedi, that would make sense that Ahsoka would be mentioned. Mm. Um, I, yeah, that's that's true. Um, uh, as far as Ahsoka Tano is concerned, um and that you know we are going to meet other Jedi in this in this season, I think. But I don't think necessarily that that's what that reference is necessarily. I because hmm. the Mandalorians have had a long history with the Jedi, oh, and yeah. and that specific war that she was re- referencing had to do with the Old Republic, like when mm-hmm. during the Mandalorian Wars and Revan, right. uh, which it hasn't been canonized in the mm. new disney uh at least by uh, disney star wars franchise but not by name at least but it's sort of referenced yeah um, well this could be the way in yeah i mean favreau <laughs> and even phil have been like slowly building in that expanded universe back into the disney star wars universe which yeah. is awesome the same way that mando's rifle is from the star wars holiday special <laughs> and no it is i know i know <laughs> and and when he asked lucas about it because lucas visited so, so that's canon right and lucas like wouldn't say yes he was like <laughs> mm, you know <laughs> um so yeah but they definitely i mean they're both like uber geeks when it comes to star wars favreau yeah. having been a fan and filoni having basically been handed the keys by george lucas to everything star wars um so they're going to legitimize as much as they can, I think, of the older lore, yeah. you know, because they grew up on it. They love it and they want that lore in their show, mm-hmm. uh, which is really fun. And when we hit the spoiler point, there's a lot of stuff in this episode that brings in uh, older Star Wars episode stuff. Um, so real quick, what did you think about this episode? Oh, like, man, I love right, right from I from the outset, it. from the outset. I loved it. Um we all know that this is kind of like a, a Western film, even from the first season. 
in 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 space, right? Like the Mandalorian is very much like a cowboy in the Wild West, with all these different towns and missions he goes on, you know, mm-hmm. bounty hunting or whatever he does. Um, and that that theme was kept up in this one. It was it was fantastic. It was fun. Um, there wasn't any part where I'm like, okay, get this over with. Um, it was like just it, it kept your attention. It draws you in and it just holds you there. Yeah. Um, it was really well written, really well, really well planned. Um, all the new things we see were fantastic from the new characters, the, the new, you know, everything that we won't give it away yet. Yeah. Um, it was a very well paced episode. I it was like, like you mentioned, I could not divert my attention away. Uh, and there was always something happening that was driving the story forwards, driving the yeah. plot forward, whether it was dialogue or action sequence, everything had purpose. It did. Yeah. There was nothing in there that felt like, Oh, that was tacked on or, yep. Oh, that was just thrown in there to, you know, fill in time. No, everything just flowed. And by the time it was over, I was like, what it's over where did the time go that didn't feel like 50 minutes no that felt like that felt like 20 <laughs> even even to the point where like what the camera focused on or how it zoomed in and out of certain things and showed you certain elements was very intentional in this episode you know what i mean like how they how they how they framed each shot mm-hmm. um really artistically and to give you hints at what things were what things you know what things are mm-hmm. um and where they're kind of going um yeah, it was it was just a fantastic episode. If we get seven more of those, I'll be the happiest person yeah. when it comes to the end of the season. Like if we get seven more episodes that are that strong, um I think that's fantastic. I mean, I think the first season was was seven really excellent episodes and one good one. Um the jailbreak one from last season I just didn't really care for. Yeah, it wasn't uh, my favorite either. As much. Uh but it wasn't bad. It just wasn't yeah the usual great it was like a, it felt like a like, like an extra buffer episode yeah it was important for establishing yeah. mando's relationship with his old like contacts yeah but as far as episode like strong episodes like you said it wasn't that strong it was yeah. sort of you could have left that episode out yeah probably so if we get seven more like this in season two in the premiere i think we're gonna have a really a even stronger season than season one mm-hmm. and season one was fantastic fantastic by any standard that anyone i've talked to i think like one person i talked to didn't like it um you know pretty much across the board everyone was like this show is fantastic who didn't like it we'll talk (laughs) off air (laughs) we'll talk off air (laughs) um yeah what what was your initial reaction just overall without diving into um yeah i think i've kind of showed my hand as far as uh, how I felt about it, like through my excitement. But yeah, it's it was great. Uh, that opening scene when Mando was meeting Careful. with a particular person, I'm not really revealing anything. Like he's really, like there's, okay, I'm not gonna say, but like he was meeting with someone to figure out some information. We'll just say he's, he's meeting with an information broker. Let's just say that. <laughs> but anyways, did- uh, Spoilers was, are incoming. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. It's so hard not to spoil it without. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not going to spoil. I'm not going to spoil. I promise. I promise. I promise. (laughs) But he meets with a, you know, a particular information broker and just right from there, it, it was just nonstop. Yep. 
and the the meetings with the different characters there's a few there's a character that you meet again uh mm-hmm. with, who was from shown season one in the, from season one exactly and their interaction was great mm-hmm. um but then that montage scene after he got more information and was traveling through the Tatooine desert. We know it's in Tatooine. Well, I'll just say that we know it's, it takes place on Tatooine or did I just spoil something? A little bit of a spoiler there. Ah, dang it. Yeah. So basically from the time I said spoiler, it's open. Okay. But yeah, cause he has to be, yeah. So as of right now or 15 seconds ago, <laughs> uh, we apologize if you ever heard that before you watched it, but this is coming out Sunday. So you've had three days to watch it. Um, so if you're really into Mandalorian, you probably watched it three times by Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, not, and not only that, I mean, it's a podcast, so yeah. you can, you can wait to listen to our podcast before, you know, you know after, until after you watch the episode. So you can, um, with that being said, from here on out, we're not going to hold any punches. Uh, there will be information in here that was not in the trailer. <laughs> we'll put mm-hmm. it that way. If you've seen the yeah. trailer, there are some spoilers already revealed. Yeah. Um, so. Okay. So back out, to. <laughs> you're, you're good. You're clear. You're in the clear now, dude. You can't spoil it anymore because we've announced it. Real quick. So Gore Koresh. Did you realize that that was John Leguizamo? No. That was really? John Leguizamo. <laughs> that was a very brief appearance. <laughs> they need great. to. They need to do more with these actors and actors they get that get like these one scenes that are fantastic actors. Like it really upset me how they just they killed off Ming Na Wen's character in season one after like a 10 minute episode. A 10 minute, I'm like, dude, come on. She's fantastic. How you can have her for 10 minutes and then we're not gonna see her again? Yeah. It's messed oh, well. up. Yeah. But yeah, I mean Gore Koresh was only his only purpose was really to serve moving the plot forward. Like true, you know. Mando was looking for information on how he can get the child back to his species or back to his kind. And he's, and Gore Koresh is like, you need to meet with another Mandalorian. Okay. Give me this information. It's like, well, give me your armor or I can just peel it off your dead body. (laughs) Wrong thing to say to Mandalorian. That's the wrong, that's the wrong approach. Yeah. But see, even then that confused me. If he wanted to find the child's species, or the Jedi, whatever he's gonna, whichever one he's looking for. Shouldn't he have told him where to find a Jedi? Well, here's the thing: the Jedi are sort of mythical at this point in time in the story. Like they're gone. It's been how many years since the Jedi really existed? And if anything, the Empire purged all records of the Jedi. Mm. You know, after that, so um, there were some parts of the galaxy that the Jedi reached during the Clone Wars, during that conflict. Right. But there are still some parts in the Outer Rim that, you know, the Jedi, like they were probably whispered about and not even by name as Jedi. They were probably like, oh, have you heard about these things? Mm-hmm. These people that are wizards or whatever you want to call it. That's mm-hmm. why the armorer referred to them as wizards in a way mm-hmm. because yeah. they're so mythical at this point yeah. or legendary. Was it also me or did that did that town he met where he met Gork Resh feel like you're in South Los Angeles? With, like the, <laughs> with, with like all with like all, all the all the graffiti and tagging all over the place. I'm like, okay, so we're in the hood. Yeah. Like like we're in the hood. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it was just funny. I'm like, is this Star Wars or I'm watching it? Am I am I on the right channel here? Did I hit Netflix yeah. again? 
it was kind yeah, of but, funny. Yeah, that was great though. I, I thought that was a great opening scene. But then oh, it was now, fantastic. you know, then he directs him to Tatooine. Yep. And so it's like where everything began again, like or for the Star Wars universe yep. at least, where yep, everything we're bringing began. back in episodes four, five, and six, and episode one even because that's yep. where Anakin was from too. That's true. Yeah. So I, you know, it was great. I think. Uh, so the whole point of this episode, I mean, it's sort of a carryover from last season. It's just Mando trying to find out where the child, where he needs to take the child. Yeah, it literally picks up right where we leave off with him and the child on a journey. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of season one, he's seen with the jetpack flying off with the child to get to his, it gets at a razor crest to... Um, go to the child on this journey to find his people mm-hmm. and season two picks up like right there. Like we don't see him flying off, but we do in the, in the previous Ceylon, right. They leave, you leave off on, on, on that, which was the final scene from uh, season one. Yeah. Um, we see him now walking with the child looking for information. Yeah. So like literally like there was like no elapsed time. This is just going straight into it. Yeah. From when he escaped uh, the shootout, and the war there and left behind Cara Dune and um, our other buddy. Yeah. There. Um, so yep. really a seamless, a seamless transition into time. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, lands on Tatooine and bumps into his old friend uh, with the droids that fix ships. Peli Mato is yeah. the name. Mm-hmm. She's like, don't touch ships. He doesn't like your kind. He's like, oh, they can <laughs> give it a once over. By like, the oh, way, he likes you now. By the way, as soon as we heard, ta- I heard Tatooine, the first name that popped in my head was Boba Fett. Yep. Boba Fett was the first name that popped into my head. Mandalorian on Tatooine. Although Boba's technically not considered a Mandalorian. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, he stole his, the armor or won the armor or something? I mean, it's repurposed kind of from his father's armor, I would say. From but Django. Was Django a Mandalorian? Yes, Django was a Mandalorian who left the order, I believe. Hmm. Look yeah, that up real quick. Hum- yeah, yeah. Look it up real quick. But I believe Django was Mandalorian, but Boba was not raised in the ways of the Mandalorian. Ah. Uh, Django Fett was a human male bounty hunter mercenary who lived in the final years of the yada yada yada. Um, species human male. It doesn't say Mandalorian. Mm. Okay. Well, interesting. It's oh, possible. Wait. Although Fett wore Mandalorian armor, the government Mandalore saw him as nothing more than a common mercenary okay, and insisted he had no ties to the Mandalorians. Okay. All right. Well, then that, that clears it up. Yeah, that clears it up then. So he's not Mandalorian. <laughs> but, anyways, that's besides the point. The, the point is that they, at this point in time, right, they're probably thinking he is possibly Mandalorian because of the armor. And right. so they've heard that, you know, a Mandalorian resides on Tatooine. And so that's why Mando, we don't even know his name yet, <laughs> his actual name. That's why Mando is on Tatooine. Well, no, we know Mando's real name. Oh my gosh. Can you, can you get me, can you check me on that real quick? Cause I got, I forgot. <laughs> our, 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 our Mando with the child, right? Yes. Yeah. That's Din Djarin. Oh my gosh, you said it twice already. I'm just like <laughs> totally not remembering. I'm probably massacring that pronunciation, but it's it's something like that. Um, 
Yeah. All good. Yeah, that came out when um who was the first one that said that? It was um crap. Giancarlo <laughs> Esposito's character. We just said the name a minute ago. Um uh, the, Mo- the Dark Saber. Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon, Gideon said it. Said okay. it. And he's like, I haven't heard that name since I was a child. Ah, uh, see, it happened so quickly that I just kind of like forgot. Yeah, <laughs> that was in that scene where they're in the they're in the yes. shootout when they're all trapped in there, and he calls the out cantina. the names of each person. Yeah, yeah. and he says Din Djarin. He's like, I haven't heard that name since I, since I was a child. The only place mm-hmm. that name exists is in the records of of, of uh, Mandalore. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of thrown in there very quickly, but um, we did get that last season at the end mm-hmm. trail into that one. Uh, I think it was episode eight yeah maybe yes yeah so then peli motto again provides ship maintenance as usual and her her funny droids and her 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 funny banter with them and how she's criticizing how they work so slowly or making a lot of mistakes or whatever but i thought that was great yeah Yeah. i thought (laughs) that was great he gets the thing stuck on his face the the big tube you know sitting Mm -hmm. there trying to get those are just completely terrible Mm-hmm. But she provides further information for Mando, for Din, Jin, Din Djarin, yep. uh, further information on where he can find his quarry. And she points him to a place called Mos Pelgo. And according to Mando, it's not on the map at all. And it's it appears from how she was manipulating the planet map, it's south of Mos Eisley and... Uh, and um, the oh other gosh. one. I'm forgetting the other ones. Yeah, I don't remember it either. But yeah, south of Maz Eisley. So he heads out over there and he meets uh, Timothy Oliphant's character, the Marshal. Yes. Uh, by the way, it's kind of crazy that, uh, you know, they called it Moss Pelgo. But uh, in the... Old Republic, there is a town that is 80 mile or 80 kilometers south of Mos Eisley, uh, and it's called Anchorhead. And the last time we hear the name Anchorhead uh, was in episode four when uh, Luke was telling uh, Ben Kenobi that he could drop him off as far as Anchorhead, but Anchorhead, from Anchorhead, he would have to take a transport to Mos Eisley. And of course, we all know what happened, and Luke ended up going with him to Mos Eisley. Yep. But yeah, uh, I thought that that was interesting because Anchorhead is one of those older settlements that was established in 4200 BBY before the Battle of Yavin. And it's been taken over and it's been destroyed and lost. So it kind of makes sense at this point after this long period of time that it would be forgotten and renamed Moss Pelgo. And, you know, different mining it's been a mining colony ever you know since that time too yeah yeah but it's kind of lost uh importance because of how important Moz Eisley has become with its spaceport yeah the other two locations Moz Eisley and the other one seem to be the only ones left that are recognized and this one is kind of like a ghost town yeah um and that's definitely the feel you get i mean there's people there but there's not a lot of people there and it looks very poor um and his first his first run in Mando's first run in with, with um, Cobb Vanth, who's the marshal, mm-hmm. um, is very like high noon, good, the bad, and the ugly, like middle of high noon shootout, you know, a challenge of like an old Western film. 
Yeah. Um, and the whole thing looks like an old Western town from the film, but with Star Wars type buildings. Um, you know, I, I can almost hear the theme song from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly mm. when when the marshal walked in and was staring at, at Mando, and Mando looks back at him and they enter negotiations after he removes the helmet, which is not a Mandalorian. Mm. And of course, I think Mando recognized the armor right away as someone's that someone that is not currently wearing it because <laughs> that armor was very recognizable as Boba Fett's armor. Yeah, but I with mean, the, with the coloring and then with the F logo on the on the chest plate. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that that's not Boba Fett, although Boba Fett wasn't a mask, so he would take the mask off, too. But when they did, it wasn't Boba. Mm. It was this other guy. Yeah. Um, well, we also know that like it's quite possible that there are different enclaves of Mandalorians. So uh, our Mandalorian, Jinjarin, probably didn't know who Fett was, or or he could he could possibly have been part of a different enclave of Mandalorians right, right, and right. never yeah. have met before or never heard of each other before. I mean, asking for directions to another Mandalorian indicates that they don't all have a network where they know where they all are. Yes, um, exactly. So that's a good that's a good point. Yeah, but um, the minute he took off his helmet, though, that's when he was just like, "Okay, this is not a Mandalorian," because uh, at this point in time in their traditions, Mandalorians do not take off their helmets. Yep, and it was solidified by when he took off some of the first thing he said was, was "I've never met a real Mandalorian before." Mm-hmm. Yep, and of course, we find out that he uses that character to his advantage when he walked in for the first the marshal walks in for the first time and the other people are occupying the town and he shoots a bunch of them the mining and, company and yeah, kills the mining them company yep and the rest of them run because which doesn't work for them uh they don't outrun the rocket um they think he's a mandalorian they don't know any better so they're all like we're out of here there's a mandalorian here and he's a good shot so he can mimic what mandalorians do they took out six in the bar and only got hit once i think mm-hmm. it was like there was like between four and six shooters in the bar and he got hit once in the best guard and it deflected um so obviously they're like oh crap this is a man where we're getting the hell out of here um, yeah to which he has an answer for that, that works too <laughs> <laughs> um so that was that was kind of fun to see the they tied in there again the, the death of the second death star the blowing up we watched we watched the replay of them watching the destruction of the death star the second the cantina star. second death star in the cantina um as then the mining company mining troop comes in and takes over immediately mm-hmm. as they're celebrating freedom they get captured again and made into slaves yeah. like without a second breath <laughs> yeah um so it's really a rundown uh slave town and it's a mining it's a mining town and, and so and mining company yeah. How Vamp frees them from their second captors. Yeah. Empire leaves and the mining company comes in and takes over. Yeah. So Kyle power Vamp vacuum. comes in and kicks them all out and they have freedom. Yeah. It's so, a power vacuum. So, I mean, like, you know, you lose one power or authority and another one with more power will come in to take over. Um, it's interesting that, you know, it's still controlled by mining companies or that, that particular location. If in fact it is, the old anchorhead colony yeah uh, because you know back during Revan's time it was controlled by zirka corporation which was also a 
mining company. So yeah, I'm getting like tons of like Knights of the Old Republic vibes here. Like, yeah, and this, isn't, this isn't even this isn't even all of it either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, there's, there's so much to to dip into in this mm-hmm. episode. Um, and then of so course then, they're go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. Of course you you were saying. Well, they were gonna. Excuse me. It's okay. They they were going to um, get into their their western shootout, and a giant rumbling starts in the canteen and scares everybody away. Yeah. And oh, Mando kind of doesn't react. He's like, "All right, what's, what's crazy? What crazy crap's going to go on now?" <laughs> um, and and the child, you know, goes into hide mode. Into the spit can. <laughs> into the yeah, I was like, oh god, if he comes up out of that and it's all like wet, it's gonna be so gross. Uh, but he didn't, thank God. That was nasty. Uh, they run through, and we find out that there's this giant dragon-like thing that's underground. It's a crate dragon that eats whatever it feels like, uh, and it got a got a bantha, I think, in in, in the mining town. Yes. Uh, for lunch, and then disappeared. Yep. And so. Mando and the marshal decide to truce in order to kill this monster. Crate dragon. Uh, the crate dragon, yeah. Mm-hmm. And as they journey, they come across this wild pack of looks like dogs growling and snarling and Man- Mando recognizes them for some reason and is able to subdue them through this growl or talk and we find out that he's speaking sand people. Um, as he's learned how to do. Uh, and we bump into our old friends from the first trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, the Sand People, that mm-hmm. um, Obi-Wan fights off when they attack uh, uh, Luke in the first in the first episode. There. And not the first episode, but in episode four, the first film. Um, <clears throat> our old antagonist buddy, our old, yeah, antagonist buddies, that somehow Man- Man- Mando is able to calm down and make a treaty with um, to go get this giant dragon. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you 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 kind of see before this scene, like when when uh, Jin Jaren is traveling on his speeder through the Tatooine desert, he does stop, and you he's seen sitting around a campfire with the Tusken Raiders with another enclave mm-hmm. of Tusken Raiders because mm-hmm. there's different tribes of Tusken Raiders all throughout Tatooine. And so you can, you can see that he is communicating with them, mm-hmm. whether he's communicating in their language or in English through a translator. We don't know until this point uh, yeah. when, when they meet them in that Canyon and yeah, when he's grunting, like the Tusken Raiders, the sand people, it was just like, Oh man, that's great. <laughs> kind of reminds you of uh of when obi-wan kind of did it but he was actually imitating a crate dragon himself yeah <laughs> so that scared them away but yeah this is great so then now they're working together to at least scope out this uh this particular crate dragon and there are actually two types of crate dragons if we're if we're gonna dive deep into star wars lore there's the crate dragon this th- those ones are small okay. uh, and um, and not quite as big as the one that was depicted here. The one that was depicted here was referred to as the greater crate dragon. Ah. So those ones get ginormous and they actually can burrow under the sand. Uh, the only reason why I bring this up is because I was like, 
wait, crate dragons aren't that big. I don't remember fighting one that big in Knights of the Old Republic when I was when when I took Revan to Tatooine uh, as a mission for the local sand tribe, sand people tribe, by the way. Favreau had to up his game for this. I wanted everything oh, bigger. Man, he, oh yeah, I know clearly. <laughs> and that was great. Cause I was just like, Oh man. So there, there is actual, actually a larger variant or larger species of crate dragon. And Favreau and Filoni really, they really dove deep, man. Like, as they do. Yeah, even jumping ahead, like that the 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 pearl that they found at the end was just yeah. like oh my gosh, you guys are oh my gosh, you you guys are awesome. You guys are so awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, he's they're really pulling in a lot of old characters for us in this in in this first episode. And old references, like old references, yeah. even even those crystals that uh that uh Cobb picked up which he traded for Boba Fett's armor. armor with ja- with the Jawas. Yeah. The fact that they brought up those other crystals, they're bringing back the fact that that um kyber crystals at least in my mind I'm thinking right now that kyber crystals aren't the only crystals used in forging lightsabers. Because hmm. here's the thing, uh we're jumping ahead to the end of the episode after they kill this crate dragon. One of the Tuscan Raiders pulls out of its belly the uh, the pearl of the crate dragon, and so that's something that is inside all of crate dragons. And of course, the larger the crate dragon, the larger the pearl. And but it for Tuscan Raiders, killing a crate dragon is a sign of maturity, and uh, it's like a coming of age from the male Tuscan Raiders. So when you get yourself a pearl from a crate dragon it shows that you're now quote unquote a man in the tuscan raider culture hmm. um and the reason why i bring this up is that during knights of the old republic you actually retrieve that pearl from a crate dragon that you're asked to dispatch for the local uh tuscan raider tribe that is near anchorhead and you are given a choice whether to give it to them uh, as a as a sign of respect, and for in exchange for more knowledge about the histories of the Tuscan Raiders, which is nutty, by the way, it's really cool. Uh, <laughs> or you can keep it for yourself, uh, for your lightsaber. Mm. And so I feel like they they're starting to like bring like Filoni and Favreau are trying to bring in some of that older lore that was lost when Disney took over and mm-hmm. they were just like, oh yeah, kyber crystals, kyber crystals, kyber crystals. But it's like, before that, before that introduction of kyber crystals, it was like, no, there are multiple types of crystals and materials that Jedi use for forging their lightsabers. So I, I'm really excited for the future of, of what Filoni has planned please yeah. give him more stuff to do <laughs> right and yeah, give, us some more, give us some more star wars shows and give them both give them just to those two yeah all the shows just do it and movies movies too like seriously movies too yeah they need to do they need to do a move like like marvel did and put it all under one studio for mm-hmm. films and 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 tv mm-hmm. and, and have, have filoni and favreau be the kevin feige of the star wars 
or Lucasfilm, and and please remove uh, Kennedy, Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy. Kennedy, yeah, because she's really just sitting on her laurels, honestly. She's handed it over, and all intent, all services, she's letting them do their thing. Yeah, um, and it's working. Yes, <laughs> so give it to them. <laughs> yes, at least give them creative control so that they can kind of like even like what Joss Whedon did at the beginning of Marvel was even though he wasn't the head of Marvel, he was in charge of creating the arcs for the films. At and least for sure the Avengers, yeah. yeah. For the Avengers, yeah. Well, I mean, and with that, all the other films had to, had to fit into that into, into those parameters. Well, Kevin Feige was already the head at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But I mean, he had kind of, he was getting hit what, he was getting his ideas, or they were at least collaborating on it between Joss Whedon, where all the films were going to be. Uh, the same way the Russos kind of did that after, after after uh the departure of um Whedon. Mm-hmm. they became the de facto like kind of heads of the studio reporting to feige but everything there kind of went through the russo brothers because they were the ones with the giant films that everybody had been on the same page for you yeah. know like all the stuff that happens on all these films the other directors are has to fit into the framework of what the russos are doing with the avengers um so give that control to, to filoni and um favreau because they know how to do great Star Wars. <laughs> They've proven yeah. it now with, with nine, nine episodes now mm-hmm. of maybe the best content that's come out under Disney that's not animated. Because I think Clone Wars is really well done. But again, that's, that's Filoni again at the helm. Um, and there's some r- rumor of Rebels having another season, but we'll see if that happens. Well, and Rebels was also Filoni. Too. That would also be Filoni again. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when you have a proven track record, let the guys run with it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Give Favreau and Filoni the keys to the kingdom and let them run. Right. <laughs> because it's it's killer good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, back to the Marshal real quick. Did yes. you notice his speeder was... Uh, a repurposed pod racer engine and against yes. pod racer engine. Yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's from episode one. So now we're legitimizing episode one and some canon formats, right? Because he's pulling in literally a piece of episode one. Well, I mean, we know episode one is canon. Like yeah. there's no doubt about that. But I think the fact that he was using one of Anakin's old engines. It was hilarious. Was awesome. Yeah. So he built a little side, a little side saddle to it, and is driving an engine from a from a pod racer. Yeah, and, you know that's kind of like little thing that they love doing. Though, that's the, the little extra details that not everybody's going to catch, but people like us and people that are fans are going to be like, we know where that came from. Mm-hmm. You know, but the new fans might not 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 know yeah. um, where that came from. But yeah, no, that was hilarious. I was laughing really hard. Um, when Mando got the old cruiser from his friend, a little more rusty than we saw it last time. And then the Marshal has this obviously probably junkyard salvaged piece of Anakin's pod racer. Um, I was like, oh, there's, there's a couple more of those somewhere laying around, I'm sure, you know. Um, but yeah, he basically sat on the side of it in this contraption he built onto it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was really cool. I was like, oh, that's a very fun nod. Yeah, to, you know, we got the, we got the Jawas, we got the, the Tuscan Raiders, and we got a piece of Anakin, in this episode of, 
of uh, Mandalorian. So we got episodes four and episode one directly pulled into this first episode. Yeah, and potentially Knights of the Old Republic as well, if you're yeah. really into that deep, deep lore. Yeah. So, I mean, this is just kind of like saying like, hey, look, we're going to put a lot of stuff in here for you guys this season. We're going to have a lot of little hidden mm-hmm. gems. So and don't, don't look away. Yeah, especially <laughs> at the end of this episode. Who was that at the end? Yeah, there's some questions as to that one. And, you know, we have to think, is it a former Mandalorian? Is it one of the Fets? No, it's Fett. Because it? rem- it's Fett. Because remember, the actor who played Django Fett cloned himself, a child right. that's, un- that's- un- unaltered, unadulterated. And so that clone would look like him once he's grown up. So that's, and his son is Boba. You mm-hmm. know, Django Fett's son mm-hmm. was Boba. And so it, it goes, it comes, it stands to reason that he looks exactly like Django Fett in his adult years. So this is Boba Fett. And that hmm. was his armor. Well, yeah, we know the armor is Boba's. No, but uh, that was this guy's armor because he is Boba Fett. Interesting. The last time we saw, at least in the movies, Boba Fett was at the end of, or was at the beginning of Return of the Jedi when he got eaten by the Sarlacc. Right. But the thing was, uh, all the old canon was that Boba eventually climbed himself out of the Sarlacc pit and he survived. Mm. Uh, whereas the new canon, it's undetermined. Now yeah. we know he is actually alive. Yeah. Well, so here's here's one of my friend's theories, and he's a giant Star Wars buff. He's watched it multiple times already. And his post on Instagram said, Fact F A A A C K, is it Boba? Is it Rex? I need more because any of those clones could look exactly like Django. Yes. So it's not necessarily Boba. It could be another one of the clones. But I mean, it's it's foreshadowing though. Like if we're talking yeah. about like literary devices and stuff, this would be foreshadowing. The fact that they showed Boba Fett's armor and he was no longer in it, and that they found it yeah. somewhere. And so he's one summer back it. now. Yeah, the only explanation would be that that would be Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. I don't think Rex ended his career on Tatooine, from what I remember in the Rebels episodes. Yeah, I can't remember what 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 land they were in. There yeah. was the three of them still, right? Mm-hmm. The, three, the three clones. Yes. Um, it wasn't Tatooine, to my knowledge. Yeah, but we don't know what kind of time passed between the end and that episode. So he could have had a stop over there. I mean, you know, but we'll find out. Yeah. I think yeah. it's very likely that it is Boba. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, uh, I only, I think that it's only Boba that that yeah. is the only possible uh, character that that could be. So now we'll see the In battle for Boba Fett's armor and mm-hmm. Mando won't want to give it up because Boba's not a Mandalorian. Well, not to his knowledge. He doesn't right. know that. Yeah. Right. He doesn't yeah. know that. All Boba needs to do is say, it's like, hey, that's my armor. And he's like, oh, okay. But then he'll, but then Boba will probably be like, okay, so what is the creed? And then that's where it'll be like, what do you mean? It's like, well, aren't you Mandalorian? It's like, I didn't grow up Mandalorian. <laughs> or, 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 or Din Djarin will challenge him through his ethics before he hands over the armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And of course, once it, and the belief, once you take off the helmet, you can't put it back on. So can Boba even put the helmet back on if it's come off, if he's yeah. really Mandalorian? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So a lot, a lot of questions. But yeah. yeah, that was definitely like foreshadowing of like, ooh, my armor. I know where I'm going to get it now. Yeah. Because um, according to Jinjarin, he thinks that the wearer of that armor is dead. Like, I yeah. don't know if you noticed the little hole the in bullet, the helmet. In, the indentation. Blaster bolt. Yeah. 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 So. I did. I was like, ooh, that's seen some action. Yep. <laughs> and it wasn't like punched the whole way through. It was like severely indented, it looked like. Yeah. Like, but it wouldn't hole, take yeah, another sure. shot. It wouldn't last another shot, but it wasn't like completely punctured. Yeah. Um, which, which adds to the question, what the hell did that kind of damage to a Beskar helmet? I'm going to go with uh, Sarlacc stomach acid. <laughs> because we see a lot of things bounce off that kind of metal. We know it does not ding or dent easy, mm -hmm. right? Because we see blaster shots go off all the time. We did uh, at the with the uh, with the Marshall flashback where he gets shot and just pings off the pings off the uh, yeah the armor. Yeah. So for something to cause damage to Mandalorian armor, it has to be one hell of a weapon. Yeah. Um, and will we see that weapon this season? Mm -hmm. I want to know. <laughs> I want to see that kind of destruction. It was also interesting how Mando's blaster that literally disintegrates things that it shoots bounced off the dragon mm -hmm. like it didn't really like that would decimate anything else that it hit but the dragon it just was like was like a really annoying little poke in the side yeah i was like damn they should make armor out of that dragon's skin because that's amazing <laughs> um i mean they they killed one so they they can <laughs> plenty of armor that's a bit that's a plenty of meat too so yeah they're gonna eat well do you like that? Do you like, do you like that? Like that uh, to-go package on the back of his speeder? Yeah. The giant chunk of like raw steak there. Yeah, next basically. To the child. Yeah. That was hilarious. I was just I was waiting for him to like take a giant like rib with meat on it, like a tomahawk, and like put it on the back of his speeder like the Flintstones. Not a uh, nod to the Flintstones there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Uh, yeah, we just totally aged ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we do that a lot on this show. <laughs> that's nothing wrong with that i mean if they ever see us you know yeah. i look older than you do which which is fair because i am um <laughs> i mean i got i got gray in the beard going so hard to hide it at this yeah. point uh yeah uh it was an exploratory episode it was kind of finding so he found the mandalorian but he didn't find the mandalorian yeah, yeah. so then this raises the question is that the Mandalorian that was referenced? Or is there another one on, 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 on the planet? That's, that's, that's actually a good point. It's possible. Because he said his intel is good. He knows this Mandalorian. That doesn't mean that the one he found that was false was the one that was referenced in the, in the opening scene. That's true. It's possible. And we know that real Mandalorians hide. They don't come out in daylight like that. They wouldn't just be walking around a town like the Marshal. They're more covert. Mm. you know the secrecy is their survival at least with the new order yeah Mandalorian. well with 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 the jarns yeah enclave secrecy of survival when they stopped hiding they got slaughtered i kind of want to see a flashback as to what the hell happened to that clan of mandalorians where only the only the uh one survived there the 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 creator 
I, I I had thought that they had all just hung up their their Mandalorian armor and then they went they left because I, no one knows what they look like. I under thought the it mask. was a I thought it was a battle and they're all they're all slaughtered. Mm-mm. Not to my knowledge. Hmm. We'll have to I'll have to look at it again because because I mean there's the pile of armors like kind of how you yeah maybe they just take off that's a good yeah point. they just took off they left it there and took off huh mm-hmm. and the one stayed. The armor, yep. No, the one, the one Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Our girl that gives him his signet. Yeah, the armorer. Yeah, the armor. Only the stayed. I have a new hoodie that, that has the armorer patch on it. Um. Yeah, nice. it was interesting that she was the only one that stayed. Um, and that scene we see of her beating the crap out of, uh, stormtroopers in the in the area was was fantastic too. I think that was the end of last season though. That was end of last season. Yeah, where she goes yeah. in battles. I was like, whoa, sweet. Yeah. So where do you, what do you think? Uh, I mean, we didn't really find out where this season will go. If, let's say, we never watched the trailer at all, yeah. and we just went right into season two, episode one, we don't get an indication of where else the season's going to go, except that we know that he's going to come into conflict with Boba Fett. Now we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at this point, yeah, and that he's now. Question is, will Fett have information as to where the child belongs? Well, he'll definitely know of the Jedi because he's yes. seen firsthand what the yep. Jedi can do, and this definitely plays along with the point that you made that he's trying to connect him with the Jedi and yep. not necessarily uh, the, the creatures, the, the creature or that species of yeah. And will Fett use that knowledge to get his armor back? Mm-hmm. Will that be the bargaining chip? Yeah. <clears throat> maybe. Probably. Or and maybe he'll then, take him with him. <laughs> it's like Clan of Three. It's growing. Well, I mean, you also have uh, the other two that he left back on the other planet. I'm forgetting their names right now, but it's okay. It's mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> um, well, yeah, you have the armorer left still. But she's not in the clan in his clan right now. His clan is him and the child. Yes. Um, so will they add Boba Fett to it? Yeah, who knows? Will he trust Boba Fett enough to allow him in? <laughs> I mean, we know that Cara Dune you know, is part of his clan in his a way too. People, yeah. His circle of people, yeah. As well as um my gosh, I can't remember um Apollo Creed's name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm blanking on the, it's on the tip of my tongue, but let's see here. Casting characters. But yeah, I think this season's going to be awesome. I can already see it. I can grief, already tell. Grief Kaga. Grief Kaga. A grief. Is grief. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is Carl Weathers' character? Carl Weathers, yeah, Griff Carga. Okay, cool. Griff Carga. Yeah. So, I guess with that, uh, what do you think? I think we've talked about a lot here. We have, yeah. It, it's basically it's pulling a lot of old lore into this season of Mandalorian mm-hmm. um, without giving too much information, other than he's going to be looking for some Jedi. Um, and of course, the Jedi will recognize a Mandalorian. And will that be an immediate call to arms or defense on the Jedi's part? Yeah. Because 
you're not going to trust somebody with the war's been over for 100 years that was that much of an enemy at one point right there's gonna be some reservation as to um trusting mando off the bat especially if he shows up with boba fett imagine he shows up with boba fett they'll have an issue (laughs) um wait with what uh regarding the jedi the jedi might take up just be on extra caution if they see a boba fett show right i I see what you're saying uh i don't know like at this point the Jedi are probably in hiding, so they're probably not looking, uh, you know, whatever Jedi are around, they're scattered, just like the Mandalorians are scattered. Yeah. So I think they have a common, you know, enemy, and that's remnants of the of the Empire, if they still exist at this point. I yeah. mean, and we know that they still exist, remnants right. of the Empire. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they pull that together. It's going to be a interesting group of people teaming up if we get Jedi and Mandalorian on the same team. Well, I mean... It's we saw them sort of team up in Clone Wars at this point, right? Like the last time that the Jedi and the Mandalorians were at odds was really um, the the Mandalorian Wars, which were yeah. four thousand years before the Battle of Yavin. It was it's been a while. This is true. So. This is true. Yeah, man, I'm I'm just excited. Like, can we get it before next Friday? I know. <laughs> can we get? Could you have done a two episode premiere? Like, come on, seriously, man. come on. They could have <laughs> totally done that. Give us two. At the gate, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Wait, no, didn't they a... didn't they premiere one episode on a Friday for season one, and then the next episode came out on Monday? Weren't they doing main like episodes on Mondays and not Friday? I can't. No, remember. no, it was Fridays. Oh, they might have done an episode on a Monday because it was like a significant day for Star Wars. Uh huh. And then moved the rest of them to Friday. Oh, I see. Okay. I think that's what it was. It was like two in the first week because it was like a. Mm-hmm. When did it? When did the first episode come out? I don't remember, but I think I just remember there were two episodes in the first week because yeah, they did like a Monday and then Friday. November twelve was the first day that it came out last year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why that was significant to that, but the twelfth was a Tuesday. Okay, a Tuesday last year, and then yeah, I think we got episode two on that Friday. Yep. Um, for the 15th. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it would be nice, but hey, um, we, we got a new one. It, they're coming now. Yep. We know there's a new one next Friday. Yeah. And I'm super excited. I'm, I'm curious to see how many times I watch this episode before the next one comes out. I'll probably watch it one more time. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're at two, you're at two currently. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll watch it again this weekend and then I'll watch it again Thursday night before it comes out on Friday. Because I think that's kind of fun to keep just watching. Yeah. Over so you're less resting. You, you know, every time we watch these things, we see something we didn't see before. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff. We're going to catch little things here and there. Um, so, yeah, with that, I think we've, we've dissembled as much as we can on this episode. Um, there's definitely a lot more, like, if we oh, go in deeper. But, like, I don't think. We could do hours on this. Yeah, seriously. You could you could miss the weekend doing this. Yeah. <laughs> um, with that being said, uh, there's always new comics coming out this week, so let's move on into our poll list real quick mm-hmm. um, for people here, and we will let you kick that off, Adrian. What are you excited to read coming out this week? Um, I'm going to start off with Thor number nine by Donnie Cates, uh, which is the start of a new story uh, arc. It's really not necessarily a, 
the start of a completely new story arc because it's a continuation of things that Donny Cates has already hinted at the beginning of Thor, mm-hmm. his run on Thor. He Thor has defeated the the Black Winter, the Dark mm. Winter, the Black Winter. He has the the power cosmic from from Galactus. Galactus is dead because Thor killed him, and now his helmet is sitting on Asgard as like the entrance to the the Asgardian throne room essentially (laughs) so he's really flaunting that he killed galactus in my eyes at least but for some reason the the hammer of thor mjolnir is still weighing heavy on him and it seems like it's getting harder for him to to carry it in the last issue like some random dude in the bible belt of the united states uh picked up thor's hammer even iron man picked up thor's hammer Mm -hmm. so um, there's something there's something up there's something wrong definitely and I think we're gonna find out what is wrong with Thor and why his worthiness seems to be transferring to other people or mm. other people are worthy of carrying the hammer at this point mm-hmm. um, and then the next book is crossover number one also by Donny Cates which is a book from Image Comics Cates is labeled this as a love letter to all comic books. And uh, like right from the beginning, from the preview pages that he's shown off, like it looks like it's a crazy, for lack of a better word, crossover event looking type book. Um, Kind of like in the vein of like Secret Wars, Dark Knight's Metal, Crisis on Infinite Earths, that sort of thing. So I'm really excited for that. And the comic book guys have, been talking about it nonstop. Uh, second book, our next book is The Walking Dead Deluxe Number Two, which is basically a reprint of Robert Kirkman's The Walking Dead, but in full color now. Because nice. when they first came out, they were in black and white. And then Atlantis Attacks Number Four, which is a book by Greg Pak. Uh, it's essentially the agents of Atlas, so like the um, Asian heroes of the Marvel Universe. Nice. But I think the reason why I picked this particular issue is because on the cover is Wave and she's sitting on the throne of Atlantis. And uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, Wave is the Filipino or Filipina superhero um, Mm. from the Philippines, obviously. Uh, Her secret identity is Pearl Pangan. And it's it was a big deal when Marvel announced her for the first time. So that's why this cover is like it, I would I would pick this up just for the cover alone because it looks so dope. That's fair. Oh wow, it does. Right. I just googled it. Mm-hmm. That's badass. Right. I do like it. I like her outfit too. It's like a little bit of Scarlet Witch and a little bit of like Aquaman from DC, mm-hmm. or more like Namor actually with the color. Oh, yeah, yeah. A little bit of Namor, a little bit of Scarlet Witch with like the crown going on there. Mm-hmm. And she's like a water. It. She's a water manipulator. Well, they first introduced her. She like has last trident, year, so two years I ago. Take it. Yeah, oh, yeah. She she stole. It looks like she stole Namor's trident. <laughs> yeah, it does. Good for her. F Namor. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, Namor's kind of a dick. So he is. He is. But I like his character, though. He's a great character. Yeah. Well, I mean, those. Yeah, you have to have the villains that you like too, right? Or it doesn't. If there's no empathy for the villain or the bad guy, 
it's not going to be an effective effective story. Yeah, he's not really a villain though. He's kind of like just complicated. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. He's on the wrong side a lot of times to the heroes that we tend to watch, right? Like he's always he was at, at odds with with T'Challa for a while at one point. Well, they're both leaders of nation of their own nations yeah. and yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you pick your battles. Um, so yeah, no, that that does look like a really cool cover. That's very cool. Um, what are you excited for? Yeah, there's just a couple on here. I saw the Hellblazer Rise and Fall number two. Um, I like the Hellblazer series, you know, Constantine, all that kind of stuff. So I can go back and catch up on the first one real quick because it's just two in. I think that's that's a DC title. So it's a black label title. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw a little throw a little thing out of the Marvel in there for you guys as we got my full list. Um, and then Wolverine, Black, White, and Blood, because I'll read everything Wolverine that comes out. I just like his stories and most my first cosplay kind of stuff I do in Wolverine. So that's always good. And then US agent number one, which I'm assuming will be a version closer to what we're going to see in Falcon and Winter Soldier, kind mm-hmm. of introducing people before um, <clears throat> the show comes out. Because yeah. we have the stuff in the 80s, but he hasn't really been in comics in a, in, in a while. I don't think um, the last time, I think the last time we've seen him was late 80s and early 90s. Yeah. I think you're right. And he's kind of the antithesis of Captain America. He's patriotic, but he's kind of bad. He's racist. He's uh, anti-immigrant. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there that's like, it's a little close to home for what we're going through right now in this country. Mm, and the I, original I don't, source I, material. I don't know if I like, I like this character, if he's but, racist. <laughs> I but, don't like that. <laughs> well, I mean, like, he's like anti-immigrant and all kind of stuff. He's patriotic, but in the opposite way Captain America is. He's from the South. He's very concerned. You know what I mean? Like, he has all these traits. They kind of just took Captain America and flipped it 180, but made it still patriotic. Um, Ooh, oh, I don't know. But South. at one point, he has a redemption arc, and he becomes Captain America. Mm-hmm. So he actually does become an Avenger. He becomes Captain America. So there is like a salvation for him in there where he becomes a good guy. So it'll be interesting to see where he starts at in this new book will they give us a background where he's kind of like doing really bad things and trying to blame captain america for doing them like he mm-hmm. does in the in the first series or what are they going to pick up it'll give us an idea of where they're at with, with the tv show i feel like um because it'll all be kind of related in to get ready for this character i soon i, I mean at this point i don't think they're gonna start with his like I mean, if it's his title, if it's his own title, it is. They're probably yes, gonna, yeah. they're gonna start at a point where he's already sort of been redeemed, and now he's trying to do something about but, clearing up his past. But remember, if that's the case, in the TV, in the in the in the Falcon Winter Soldier, he's gonna be at odds with Falcon Winter Soldier at first. Mm. They're gonna be kind of battling against him. It looks like from what we've seen hmm. in little snippets. So there might be some honestly the same arc as he had in the 80s but it might be like a uh, something to bring him into the fold uh with marvel okay. Okay. so it'll be kind of interesting um i i would assume his this stuff might be on marvel unlimited i don't know i have to go look it definitely um, is but it's if you haven't read it it's worth checking out to see kind of where he starts you know you'd be like uh, this is kind of cringy <laughs> hmm. like it's still way too relevant for, for what's going on today kind of um but yeah those are the titles that i'm excited for uh, just... speaking of wolverine have you read any of the current wolverine by benjamin percy 
Not recently. It's, it's super good. In a year, probably. Um, I have to go check that out. So, yeah, I don't know who's writing the Black, White, and Blood. Do you remember? I'm not sure. Uh, type. But. Um. Yeah. Oh, Gary Gary Dugan. Oh, Gary Duggan's right, right. Gary yeah. Duggan, yeah, looks like Gary Duggan. Um, so yeah, that comes out. Those all those are all the things that I'm looking forward to this week. And the first cover has a lot of blood on it. In this <laughs> picture I'm seeing. So, or this could just be concept art here. But wow, there's a lot. It's all black and white, and then just red. Nice. Yeah. So, looks like we're gonna. Literally going to have a black, white, and red comic book. Um, interesting. Nice. With that, I think that brings us to the end of our show for the week. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our podcast, rate and review it where you can. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, give us a shout-out. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Talk to us about what you saw in Mandalorian. Did we miss something significant? Did you see something we didn't see? Um, if you've watched it, feel free to message us with what you saw and what you thought. Um, and until next time, stay safe and stay nerdy. <laughs>